Eric Teen Sports listeners. I'm your host, Erica Salder, the Queen of Teen. Please tune in every single Tuesday. This is the whole hour of Santa Barbara Teen Athletes. Wow. A lot of excitement this morning. <laughs> and all those people and businesses that support those teen athletes. Well, I, I mean, when, when we do the show today, you're going to see me tossing my head back and forth. And I just got it. Just give love to my guy, Don, at Massage Green, my massage therapist. He actually texted me. And I, I haven't been cheating on him whatsoever. Okay. I have not had any time. So he texted me. I went out there and I've been swimming. Nobody's noticing, you know, because I'm wearing, I wear bigger clothes now. It's okay. But I've been swimming. And the thing is, when you haven't done like anything, okay, I can't look at anybody in the swim because everybody's fit. Okay. But <laughs> when you're not fit and you're getting fit, you're going to have those days of, well, you need a massage therapist. <laughs> and I tell you, he went. And it's like he would take this band in my arm or my leg, and he just stuck his knuckles in it. And he, he's like, Relative. all I remember, it was like yeah. that. All I remember, he had one word that he said for 90 minutes. You know what that word is? Breathe. Breathe, Dominic, <laughs> you've got it. <laughs> it wasn't like childbirth, okay? But, <laughs> but it was. But it took a little while, but oh, my God, I feel so much better like a breaded person because I was walking around like a star. I mean, I'm 58 years old, okay? Not 78. So, anyway, thank you so much, Dawn. Woo, we love you. Massage Green. Then who else do we have to thank? I want to thank one more person, Dominique. Who else do we have to thank? I, I want to thank the plumber, Wayne. <laughs> oh, Wayne the plumber. Came on a Sunday. They are very important. Oh, we love plumbers. We love plumbers. And then he fixed the spot. He cut out a piece. And I'm never going to have any plumbing issues again. He fixed it. I love it. Every three or four months, I mean, uh, our relationship got to be friends. We started to have dinner together. Well, it's, an, it's, an <laughs> it's like I, I got a new friend out of it. I love them. Well, and they are, and I'm going to go off on a little tangent right here, but the trades are so important, yes. and we have to embrace um, the Tools. trades. Thank yeah. you for yeah. saying that. Yes. yes. They are so important. Oh, yeah. And they're... Um, they're so not there. They're not there. Learning. And it, it, and this is my own opinion. It hasn't been released, but there's a lot of background chatter that um, this the San Marcos Automotive Program is going to go away. Really? Mm-hmm. Well, and yes. it's been going on for 30 years because I've probably said this before. When I was teaching through City College, we would use the high school shop yeah. classes. Yeah. And they were empty. I had my choice. I wound up at Dos Pueblos. I started at Santa Barbara High School, went out to DP. They had a better facility, huge facility. Yeah. And it was locked up. All so all that means to me is they'll, they'll extract it out of the high schools and then create a gigantic trade school. That's yeah. what you'd have to do. Well, that's what to. we hope. And this yeah. is where um, it's an opportunity for organizations and, and the automotive community, which they are, they are kind of rallying right now, um, is to find out how we provide these type of um, programs for our kids. We all have cars. Who in here doesn't in this room does not have a car? Mm-hmm. And so, you know, programs like drag, which we really need to get more traction on, um, it's a great opportunity to partner and, and provide the kids with these resources because they're they're doing academies and health academy and tech academy and engineering academy, but where are the trades? Where where are the a, a business owner, the problem is a business owner really sticks his neck out bringing in 
a apprentice because of the way things are set up right now. It's not yep. encouraged insurance, insurance and all that kind of. Yeah. But of course, our guy Mike, Mike Ruiz, he took on an uh, uh, a teen. Yeah. Which is like I, we love yep. Mike. <laughs> yep. And on that so one, if somebody can get hands on experience, Mike Ruiz Automotive. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> and Old Town Galita, and we have to thank guys like that. Yeah. And like Air Mike. Motor. Um, Auto Repair, which is right across from the teen center, is the same way. They're, they've been sponsors for the drag program. They they want they have girl mechanics. Yeah, it's. Yeah. I mean, that's they have awesome. a girl mechanic. That's awesome. She so, rocks too. Yeah. That, so that's my voice. So thank you. What is your plumber's name? <laughs> Wayne. 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 Thank you, Wayne. He's awesome. We got to get more people in your trade. If you ever need anything? Just yeah. mention Wayne. Okay. Okay. Or just call me, and I'll give you Wayne's number. Okay. Because he's amazing. Good. That reminds me, when I was teaching um, high school at this at-risk high school a number of years ago, I was so into what were their interests and their passions. And so this one kid said, oh, my uncle has this engine. We could look at the engine, you know. Well, I had no idea how heavy an engine is, <laughs> right? So then there's this big crane that, you know, rolls up to the school and, you know, they drop off this engine. And then I'm like, now what, right? <laughs> so... But it's fostering that passion, which which is what I was doing. Now, I didn't have the specialized skills, which they have at the trade schools, mm -hmm. but it's so important. And, of course, I didn't have the familiarity of, you know, how, to, how heavy an engine was and what it all took. But that's the thing that we can foster in kids yeah. is foster that passion, right, whatever it is. And if we don't know ourselves how to do it, to have somebody who has expertise to come in and educate and inspire right. and... Uh, yeah, I guess speakers. Yeah. yeah. Bottom line, there's going to be a shortage of a lot of the trades. It's already Wait. been posted. Welding. I know. Mechanics. Electricians. Electricians. Especially electricians. You know, yeah. uh, when I was a kid, we had home ec. Yes. I had to learn how to operate a sewing machine. Yep. I, I had to learn how to set the table. I, I mean, it, it sounds strange, but I also, my fifth grade teacher taught us how to balance a checkbook. Yeah. I mean, I, these were skills that that I learned at school. And now I'm just wondering, if you're only learning, you know, uh, computer Academia. science. Right. History, math. Science, but you're not uh, learning the application of everything. You don't understand how it all fits together. Yes, exactly. Right, the vocational and side of it. Well, and they're finding kids go off to college and don't know how to function. They've never change a tire. Shop. They've never done their laundry. Right. It, yes, they've never cooked yes. a meal. <laughs> yes, so. Yeah, those are important life skills. They yeah. are. That They're we can skills. all as a community be teaching, right? Absolutely. And I, many adults could probably use a refresher <laughs> course. Say, even if we're... Laundry? That's pretty funny. Dominique, yeah. don't be talking about the laundry. <laughs> <laughs> but it, this is the thing, is that I want to encourage kids, hey... Ask about, how did my grandparents do something? How did my parents do something, you know, 40 years ago? Find out how we did it because it's amazing. You learn what are now called life hacks. How do you get around things when you don't have the technology available? Absolutely. And if there's something you're interested in as a, as a child, let's say you want to become a mechanic, there are classes in math and science that you can take in junior high or high school that will you'll be something you'll be using if you become a mechanic. Mm -hmm. You have to know some math. Well, absolutely. So, 
and chemistry and and you have to know computer science because of, of where the you don't even hear now. any of the commercials like DeVry you don't even hear any trade yeah. school commercials well, we don't have any local to us yeah. and the demise of the unions was another thing because when when my trade we were a union we had an apprenticeship program and you were indentured to that program Today, there is not a sheet metal apprenticeship program in Santa Barbara. Mm-hmm. You have to go to Ventura if you're lucky to get one. And then, and then the lack of the union shops being there at all, uh, that's what I was teaching. Was a, a CalACA was a California Air Conditioning Contractors Association, and they were a non-union segment trying to bring back the schools, and that's what we did through City College. Wow, you might have taught one of my children. <laughs> really? <laughs> I, technically, I have... Three children in the trades. So, well, actually, all five of my children at one point or another have been in the trades. Yeah. So this was from 1990 to 1993. So if they were around in those days, yeah, it's very possible. Nice. So let's do this. We've got a big, big, big show today. So let's take our first little break. This is Erica Salda, the Queen of Teen. We'll be back with more after these messages. This is the Santa Barbara Teen Sports Radio Show. I'm your host, Erica Salda, the Queen of Teen. Please tune in every single Tuesday. Well, we're going to have, we're very blessed, we have in the house uh, Holly McCord Duncan, Smart College Admissions. She's going to have her segment next. Um, after we uh, give a little love, okay, to uh, in-house Anthony Rodriguez. He's now with the Food Bank of Santa Barbara County. Put your hands together. And then also, I want uh, Michelle Myring with uh, Pal. She's got a couple of amazing announcements. And then, of course, we're going to do If Only I've Known. If only <laughs> <have> time. <laughs> we'll have time. Okay. Uh, we'll on exactly. For you. There you go. All right. So, uh, Anthony. Yay. Hello. So, we are going to implement a new program, which is called 20 Weeks to Preparedness. And we are actually launching this also um, at the Santa Barbara Food Bank or the Food Bank of Santa Barbara County. Um, all of the employees are going to be getting emails every week stating of what items they should buy on a weekly basis to be able to do their disaster kit. So it doesn't feel overwhelming or, or if it's too much money. Uh, no, it's going to be able to take their time. Um, we're also going to be putting in uh, food bank uh, suggestions on food that lasts a long time. Um, and, um, you know, some websites that you guys can take a look at to be able to get disaster prepared. Um, as you know, it, disasters can happen at any time. Um, you know, they don't knock on the door and say, hey, I'm coming, you know. So it's, uh, it's very important, especially with the, everything that we got going on today. Um, is it's, it's really important for us to be prepared. And even though you're not going to be, be completely prepared for everything, but it, by taking some time, you'll lessen the stress. So that's what we'll be working on. So for week one... Uh, we suggest that you know you go to the grocery store and you pick up a couple gallons of water, uh, one gallon per person per day, uh, a couple of jars of peanut butter, uh, a large can of juice per person per day, and um, some hand-operated can openers because obviously when you don't have electricity you're not going to be able to use that right but everybody forgets about the can opener I don't know why but that's you know <laughs> it, it, you know, we, I had to throw that in you know yeah I, I use a rock okay I no, use a, ro- a rock a rock actually, actually works pretty well if you have a knife <laughs> <laughs> you know and another thing that we you know is optional if you have a pet you know you start getting a little bit of pet food um, if you have a baby then baby food right you know, well, even if you don't have a baby baby food's actually pretty good um, and then you know if you have a child diapers Another thing that we uh, suggest that you do 
is uh, go ahead and find out what disasters you have in your area. Once you find out what type of disasters you have in your area, get to learn about them and what you can do to um, lessen the impact of an actual disaster. Um, and then also register for alerts at www.readysbc.org. Um, some other helpful uh, links is American Red Cross. Um, also the debris flow. And then Ready, SBC, Ready Santa Barbara. But in, within these 20 weeks, you are going to be able to not just a, a disaster preparedness kit, but also for your car and also for your pets. So within 20 weeks, you will have um, developed a family plan for, uh, for the home, the vehicle, a family communication plan, and also uh, time to test your evacuation plan and then have copies of your important documents. Uh, another thing that I will help you with is being self-sufficient during an emergency and how you're going to be able to respond, participate in you know, any type of disaster response plan to be able to help out the community. And it will improve your health and then the health within your families. And trust me, they will be very happy that you're helping them be prepared. Now, masks, if you want to talk about dust masks. Good. Oh, my goodness, they're talking about the masks. So now... Can I say something? I'm going to interrupt. You know, when you see Santa Barbara teens, teens are a little bit more evolved, actually, because more and more teens are wearing them in school. And it, it wasn't like three years ago that that it was um, embraced. But now when you see somebody out there, folks, with a mask, don't panic. Mm-hmm. They're trying to protect themselves mm-hmm. from you. <laughs> so, I, mean, I mean, don't look at it the other way. I mean, Ed said the greatest thing. You know, you think of doctors and they have the mask on. And how did you say? I don't even know what word well, you used. Uh, nosocomial infection. I didn't see. I can't say that word. Nosocomial infection. Nosocomial. I'm going to put that on my mask. Nosocomial <laughs> infection. Here. <laughs> That's what I'm going to do. Well, here you go. So here, I'm glad that you guys actually brought this up. Now. Just to make sure that everybody understands that this is the whole purpose about being prepared. Okay. If you guys take, uh, take preparedness, uh, you know, initiatives, we wouldn't be out of dust masks right now. Okay. The dust mask is only for a person that is coughing, that has uh, symptoms of being sick, not for just anybody wearing every single day. They only last maybe two hours. They're good enough. And that's it. Mm. The health, the people that are working in the, in the healthcare, they're the ones that need the dust mask right now. And there's a complete shortage of it. And it's not fair to them because they're the ones trying to save us and save the people that are at the medical field. You know what? There's a complete shortage of water. We couldn't yeah. even... Water, we, toilet paper. Oh, yeah. We couldn't even order hand, si- nope. hand sanitizer from Uline. Nope, not at all. And there's none on Amazon. There's none. Um, I could tell you there's Fortunately, none. we have our little green witch, which is a, wi- a wo- woman with wisdom. I don't want people to think, I call her a witch for. I get yelled at. Um, Dominique, you're going to give us the... Um, ingredients to make your own hand sanitizer here we go the question is whether the ingredients are available so and we'll put this up on facebook but basically you combine uh rubbing alcohol 99 percent you you need the 99 percent with aloe vera gel there is your sanitizing hand cream and that's actually going to be in the book um so we're actually also creating a 20 weeks preparedness booklet that we'll be handing out to the um to our staff um on week five um and it's going to have um you know like i said the tips for veggies um the reasons why you should be prepared and that you know the fact that it's it's real and then we're going to give you like little ideas like this about hand sanitizers because you can't get them anywhere if you or if you want to buy them they're like about a hundred bucks like so that's why i tell people if you're going to get ready for a disaster make sure that you have small bills okay yes. don't have large bills because if that sanitizer that i brought right now 
is the only one that's left and you got a hundred dollar bill guess how much that sanitizer is going to cost you a hundred dollars you know when so. you say it's ready for your you're doing this for your staff I'm doing is this, this for staff. Mm-hmm. something that you're going to have on your website so the rest of us can say wow that's a great idea yeah gonna absolutely that. we're going to be putting it up on the website um, that's actually my job is is to get our our staff prepared and also our community so we actually had an open uh, uh, community emergency response team training we graduated uh, 38 people which was staff and volunteers um, and they graduated together it was, it was an awesome event um now i'm putting in these plans and then we're going to kick off this program and then i'm actually making a continuity program for um the virus so I, that's actually what i've been working on too i can yeah. imagine every employer in town is going to look and say oh they've already done it we'll just use theirs i, I got a couple <laughs> phone calls today <laughs> um but you know but it's a great yeah. thing to share yeah no yeah, and absolutely and we have to do this for our community you know um the food bank is doing um, our best to make sure that anybody that comes to our location you know we have signs up that they have to make sure that they clean their hands even before they come into the building um, if they're sick, they can't come. They can call, and then we can go in and help them out and figure out how we can get their food to them. Because mm-hmm. um, we want to make sure that that we'll be able to continue to provide that food. Mm-hmm. And um, if something does happen, I mean, that's you guys are going to look on us, and we got to make sure we're prepared. Yeah, I bought Wayne the plumber a cuckoo's burrito, and I made him wash his hands. <laughs> <laughs> For how long? For how long? Yes. Isn't that cute? Yeah. <laughs> twenty seconds is At the minimum. And seconds, please, people, right? turn the water off mm-hmm. while you're soaping up your hands, and then you. Turn it back on again. Yeah, you could sing a song. There's lots of songs you could sing. Good. That's it. You know, you could find your song. Yes. And what song I would you to sing? Tell you about the the plumber thing. Yes. I have, I have a song that that I wrote about called Toilet Bowl Blues. Really? When the toilet bowl overflowed. Yeah. It's a really good one. You got to check it out. <laughs> I do. I maybe it's I'll good. sing it while I sanitize. It's a blues <laughs> one. It's a blues version. It's nice. It, yes. <laughs> All right. So we had a late show in the show. Okay, but we have to put our hands together because we missed him, and I love it. When he just pops in I love it when either the veterans Come back and say hi <laughs> Say hello to Richard Ellsworth How are you? Hello, I'm well Yay! How are you? You, are you? So you're still digging? Uh, not so much this time of year Not doing this the dig This time of year It's uh, a little more like lab work okay. Type stuff Wow So did you find anything interesting? Uh, not so much yeah, yet. Not yet? Yeah, not nothing, yet? But you're still looking. Exciting. Yeah. Yeah? Yeah. What is that, what is that expression that the, uh, the, the uh, observer affects? The, what is it? Something. It was, it's very, wait, wait till Dominique tells you what it is. <laughs> the observer affects the experiment. There you go. Um, so the nice thing is, we, the fact that you didn't find something is good because you're trying to protect archaeological remains and so right, forth. Exactly. So that means that someone in their building project is not messing up something that could be adding to our knowledge of history. Correct, yeah. Wow. Very true. <laughs> There's Dominique! I know! Dominique's awesome when it comes. It's a positive show. I had a, a I went in during my pool when I go to the pool at uh, Vista del Monte and I'm telling you folks, if you guys want to have a Everyone joins different clubs and everything like this, but this pool is phenomenal. They had, and it's great for your kids and everything. You'd say, "What? Well, it's a nursing home?" No, it's a big pool, and they have memberships. Uh, but I and then they play volleyball and they have all kinds of um, different things. And you know something? I'm wrapping my brain around something, and I lost my thought. So, <laughs> oh, I know. So one of the, I, it came back. Okay, <laughs> fortunately, and this is what's because I'll just gonna call him John. Okay, because that's his name. Uh, he's on vacation. John, we love you. He said listens every single week and he goes to me he said so 
I love your show. Lots of energy. So is it scripted? I'm like, no. <laughs> There's no script on this show. It's kind of like The View meets Seinfeld. Um, but we have a lot of fun. And he goes, it seems like it. He goes, I really like your energy. I don't, I've never, I've not heard anything like it. So anyway, we have heard to, anything like you. Ever. Uh, no, <laughs> we, we. It's always a we thing. They broke so the mold. That, yeah, you can't do that in the pool either. Okay, so... Um, that's awesome. Thank you. Thank you, Anthony, my boy. Okay, so I want to switch it real quick because we still have time, and I want to go over to Michelle. Okay. Okay. Because you have got some fantastic news, and I want you to share it, and I just love it. Um, we I love the PAL program, woo! everybody. I know. Hey, it's right Thank before you. tax season. I don't know. A lot of people getting their taxes I done. Well, they might say you might want to do a donation. You the know PAL. what? I you know why? Because the PAL program is funded, right? It the is si- funded through community support, not oh, through the, the city. The city doesn't write you a check. The city does not no. write me a check. So you need checks. We do need checks. We love checks. checks. And let checks me tell you, um, the kids are doing amazing they are thriving and they need your support so um a week and a half ago one of our very bright seniors leslie abrego was awarded the harriet miller scholarship oh that's i didn't know what that scholarship is that's, that's a very awesome. competitive scholarship we um it was presented at el paseo with a number of another amazing um community honorees and we sat at table number one, the mayor's table. Officer Gutierrez and PAL program director Judith Lugo were with us, and her parents were there. She's first generation. Her goal is to go to Berkeley, UC Berkeley. She wants to major in, I believe it's business management. Sorry, Leslie, she's at San Marcos. Uh, her grades are outstanding, above a 4.0. Her community service hours are off the chart. The most humble girl you'd ever meet, but her goal is to come back to Santa Barbara, start her own business, support her family, and give back to this amazing community that she said has allowed her um, to develop. Somebody who comes from very meager resources to to develop into the young leader she is today, and she's been at PAL for four plus years, and I mean. I was in tears. I think everybody was in tears there. She was, it's amazing. And then our Youth Leadership Council was awarded, through their grant for Youth Making Change, awarded the top level for our big little pal camp that will be spring break. I know. They wrote the grant. They presented. And, I mean, it's just... I got to say, I got to vouch for, for PALS because my, two of my goddaughters um, actually were in PALS and now they are both uh, thriving. One of them is working at UCSB. And, um, you know, I, I got to say that that program is great. So thank you for all the work you do. Oh, they, you oh, know yeah. what? It's yeah. it's not work. It is, it, it, it is a it's blessing. It's it heart. is, yep, you know, I to agree. serve these amazing young leaders who really are going to make a difference in the world. They right. just, and but they need our support. They really need our support. So... Um, check our website. There's a donate button right up top, www.sbpal.org. There's also, you'll see the link for our golf tournament. You can come play and support on May 29th, or you can attend our Putting Kids First event on April 24th at the beautiful Montecito Club. And we're going to be honoring Ginny Dreyer, an amazing philanthropist in my second mom. When's the golf tournament? That is May 29th. It's at Community, right? At Community. Yeah. Amazing golf tournament. 
So we need your support. Beautiful. Yeah. <laughs> Woo! Okay, let's take a little break. When we get back, we've got Holly McCord Duncan, Smart College Admissions. We'll be back with more after these messages. And this is a Santa Barbara Teen Sports Radio Show. I'm your host, Erica Salda. And in the house, put your hands together. Woo! Holly McCord Duncan, Smart College Admissions. You know, I don't really think that you promote yourself as much as you need to. So, if, Well, thank you. If I, had, <laughs> if I had a student that I thought, regardless if it's bright, or, it's, it's just a student that needs guidance. Because I remember clearly... This is during my boys' tenure when they were eighth grade. I couldn't wait to write a check to Lori Cortez, and I never saw my children again. It was beautiful. <laughs> it was a beautiful experience, Lori Cortez. Okay, so and I did it early. I was the first two early birds, summer of eighth grade, because I said, it's a Lori question. It's what, a Lori question. What you're trying to say is having a college coach, oh. it's like you can't start too soon. It's yeah. so important. I'm not going to have a batting coach and not a college coach. You have to have a college coach. So. Well, I'm happy to help with that. And in fact, it was funny. I just ha- was at a meeting yesterday morning where somebody stopped me afterwards and they said, okay, I only have an eighth grader, but she's making decisions. She's going into high school. We're, we're about the ac- academy is important. Do we have to do this? Do we have to do that? So we're going to have coffee and, and get it all sorted out. But it is good to think ahead. And it's okay not to be an expert. And it's okay to reduce the stress in your house by saying, plus well, I locked in the, somebody else. Plus I locked in the pricing. Yeah, that's true. That too. Why wait? (laughs) And I would actually love, we hired a new outreach coordinator. She manages our tutoring. She's very well versed in college readiness. And through CalSOAP, we have the peer advisor. So we actually have the CalSOAP club with junior high brainstorming what their interests are and possible career paths. And and so they meet once a week. But we're kind of transforming our tutoring program into a tutoring slash college readiness program college readiness is a wonderful term for it yeah because you can make decisions that you don't understand how they fit into the college process or the college readiness process and i also want to be clear i don't want to put stress on the kids at this no. point that no. but there are basic it's not, things it's, it, how's no. it stressful when you're pre-preparing well it's like what we're doing but, with a disaster you know reducing our risks mm-hmm. you know wearing a mask it just aware. i think yeah. it's less stress on me it was the smartest thing i ever did to be honest with you well, is just get them set up really early my only concern think. is that the, how much pressure the kids put on themselves yeah. because that i'm seeing more than I can tell you, where even my seventh grader the other day was like, Mom, I got to get a good grade on this test because colleges want you to, it prepares you for high school and prepares you for college. And I was like, Dude, I work in college counseling. You don't need to stress about seventh grade. We're going to be okay. Oh. What I want you to do is learn to study effectively. That would be what seventh and eighth grade should be about, is learning how to not just read and highlight, but there is scientific research that shows effective study habits, and they are not highlighters. <laughs> so that's the kind of thing that I would see, like to see students doing more of. And that whole idea of exploration, exploring who you are in different areas, right? Oh my so it's not just academics, but we talk about the whole person, right? And being 100%. able to explore. And um, there's so many different activities, ways to participate in the community, that kind of thing, right? And so knowing that... that with, I've said this before, there are more than 2,000 four-year colleges in the United States alone. What is the name you recognize may not be the right college for you, but there is a right college out there. 
that's where I really play a pivotal role for a lot of students mm-hmm. is opening up their opportunities so they understand, okay, maybe my GPA isn't above a 4.0, okay. but can I go to college with a 2.7? Yes. Yes. Yes, so you like can. Yes. That's one thing that's ha- that's not happening is the information that you're just saying right now. Because I deal with all the, all the students that are already stressed out, feel like they're not good enough, yes. that are they don't know what to do because yes. they've told that they, they've made a mistake, you know, but then yes. they can't get into college. Yeah. The way that you're explaining things now is, is totally different from what I'm hearing from the kids and when I go actually to the schools to go work with them. I'm the one that has to be there when they're trying to take their lives because they're all stressed out because they can't get into school. Yes. Yeah. And uh, that's one thing that I think that parents and, and, and other people need to understand is that I get that we want the best for our kids and, and, and everybody that, you know, all our young ones, but it has to be presented in the form that you mm-hmm. just did. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't get it that we don't get that information. That I way. can tell you what I here's something I want every single person listening to know. If there's a student who has a 2.0 or above and a, we can get them to a 900 or above on their SAT, I, I have colleges that will be happy to take you. What about the funds? The funds is a really interesting thing, but. There are strategies mm-hmm. that you can do well. And one of the things, you haven't been here for some of my other shows, but mm-hmm. people rule out private colleges all the time because they say, oh, there's $71,000. Right. No. Mm-hmm. Really, honestly, they can be a much better deal. Right. So those are the types of things that I like to help people understand is learn to ask the right questions right. so you're dealing with the right information so you can make great decisions. So our teen athletes, the biggest thing I think that they have to juggle is the time management. I mean, they're, if you're an athlete in one sport, you're, you're usually doing a lot of different things, activities. It's just absolutely overwhelming. There's a lot of travel if you get on scout teams, and then you'd man, and you're navigating at school on top of that. So I think time management um, is something that you probably go through a lot with, with your kids. Uh, it depends on when they come to me. It's, it's oftentimes I don't get until the juniors, so they're a little more, they've figured it out. But in terms of if I can get them earlier, so much the better. I would much rather have the kids earlier. So quick couple things I wanted to mention today because we're in the season where seniors are pretty much done. Juniors are the big uh, getting nervous about things, planning college visits over spring break. Most of them I know are taking their SAT in the next couple weeks. And I wanted to mention a couple things about the SAT essay because the UC schools will only take your scores if if there is an accompanying essay score. So it's really important that you take that SAT essay. It's only another 50 minutes, but where people you get a reading score, a writing score, and an analysis score. Where people lose the most points is on the analysis. Please, juniors, keep in mind, it's not asking for your opinion. They don't care about your opinion. What they want you to do is pull apart the author's argument, look at how did they present it. Are they presenting facts or are they citing opinions? Use If you're not using quotes from the actual SAT reading sample they give you, you're probably missing points. Get in there, pull it apart, put it back together in your own words, but use the author's examples so that you get the credit. Um, Certainly create a basic outline for yourself. Every essay needs an intro with a theme statement. Your other body paragraphs should each have a theme statement that relates back to that main thesis paragraph. And then you should have a conclusion. Don't make it hard on yourself. Use the information. Read thoroughly. You can do this. Just keep in mind it's where if you know what you're doing, you'll have a better plan going in and a better outcome. And then the last thing I'll quickly say is read the book Colleges That Change Lives. Go to their website. There are colleges you've never heard of that will be phenomenal, some of the best in the country. So those are my tips for juniors who are trying to get a start. Woo! Woo! All right. 
take a short break. We'll be back with more after these messages. We are back, and this is the Santa Barbara Teen Sports Radio Show. I'm your host, Erica Salter, the Queen of Teen. Please tune in. Every single Tuesday. All right, everybody, get set in your seat, because you know who's up now. That's it. Who's up now? Uh-huh. I'm gonna, wait, let me get my tea. Okay, get, get comfortable over there. If only I had known is a mentor's moment with the teens here in the studio, as well as those listening into the show. Today's segment is about money. The sooner in life you learn how to handle money, the more time you'll have to practice keeping more of what you earn. Uh, Have you heard any of the public service announcement in the last couple of years about putting some of your money away for the future or saving for a rainy day? Why do you suppose we need those announcements? What's happened in recent decades that warrants someone having to tell us to rein in our spending habits? With the bank deregulation came subprime mortgages, variable interest rates. Then came something called a short sale for people that got in over their heads and lost everything they'd worked for. And the car dealership ads. Sometimes they don't even tell you the price of the car, only the affordable monthly payment with zero do-it signing. My advice is add up the total costs, including the interest on that agreement you're about to sign, and then research the depreciation rate on that car. Get a firm understanding of all that before you sign anything. How about credit cards? We don't usually look at them as loans, but if it's not, what do you call it? Uh, You can't walk into a motel with $900 in your hand today and get a room. You need a credit card to do that. And if you don't pay on time, the interest rate on that loan is way too high. Do not get in the habit of running up those credit card balances and getting stuck with those exorbitant interest rates. Um, What about self-checkout lines? You see them more and more today. You go out to Costco, you go to Home Depot, they've got self-checkout lines. You usually need a credit card or a debit card. You say a debit card's not a loan? No, it's not, but it sure hurts a lot less to spend $300 with my debit card than handing over the cash like I've done all my life. Sometimes I feel like I got away with something after using that plastic card. At least that's what the dopamine rush has has, uh, told me after buying something really cool. That's what it made me think. But no, no, I didn't. I still dropped $300, and I definitely can't use the term due diligence to describe anything I did. If only I'd known, if only I'd known how much easier it would be to spend with that city card before I walked into Costco. You ever get one of those three or five hundred dollar balances in there? Oh man, it's, totally. I try going into Costco with ten bucks and don't take a cart. Oh yeah. So having said that, and both of us said that that uh, Costco is actually a smart way to spend your money. Uh, and then try the old sage advice of saving 10% of anything you earn. Now, if you're young and you don't have a lot of money, I understand that you're not going to get rich saving that dime on the dollar you just earned, but do it anyway. Do it to form the habit, a habit that will likely pay off big, big dividends when you get older. 
If this COVID-19 virus turns into a pandemic, you might just get to see firsthand what a little money in a savings for a rainy day really means. Then there's the old saying, money can't buy happiness. Well, that's just presents the case that happiness is a state of mind. You can be happy and be broke. But for you adults out there listening that have children, if you were to send your last child off to college, the one that you hoped for because you had some money saved up in a college fund, tell me again you wouldn't be happy. (laughs) And uh, I don't believe that in the thought that money is the root of all evil either. Greed might be, but money is just a means of exchange. You work to earn some money and you exchange it for something at, at a store or you pay someone to fix your bike or fix your car. Money is just one step away from the barter system. Promise you this, if you learn to use credit cards wisely, get yourself informed about interest rates, and get in the habit of saving a little bit of what you earn, you'll live a much more comfortable life for it. Listen in next time when we'll talk about the learning process. Fantastic. I know. I So my daughters are adults now, but one of the things we did when they were younger and they'd receive, you know, gift cards or checks at Christmas or birthdays, we'd let them spend the cash or the gift cards, but if they received a check, they would take it to the bank and put it in oh, their yeah. savings because yeah, they yeah. don't need all of that at once. Mm-hmm. Right. And they're both really good at... You know, budget, and we'd give them a budget for Christmas shopping. We'd say, "Okay, we're going to do the family shopping. You get thirty dollars for mom, and thirty dollars for dad, and thirty dollars for sister." That's yeah, easy to get out of hand. And they Christmas. they would have to budget mm-hmm. as we're shopping yeah. what right. they want to get. Really good idea. Good practice. Yeah, I did that with both of my boys. I was six and three, and even when my ex was in San Diego, it's. Christmas and all the holidays, if it got, as they got older, of course, money was, cash was always king. So I took half. And then all that money that I saved, they each got a debit card in ninth grade. But the condition was, don't ever ask me for a dime. Because I saved, there was a lot. I said, you blow it, you want to buy whatever your games, or there's there's, there's nothing left. You're going to have to get a job. But both of them just was smart enough and managed it. And and John, my, my youngest, has an app. On his phone, he has a meal plan app. He knows exactly how much yeah. money he could spend per day. They're they're actually over anal on the money, but I think it's good That's because a good it is. Yeah. It is a good thing, especially in this yeah. day and age. I'm gonna make a plug that Japanese culture, the Japanese people, they save more money than any other culture on the planet. Is the statistics that I've heard, and part of it is because they write it down and they do more of their transactions with cash. But they hand write it down, and it's part of their family habit is to keep a household book and notice what it costs. That's a great yeah. It's like idea. a food diary. Well, yeah. <laughs> oh, I have one of those. I, know, right? <laughs> I, I, sure I can't do too. it that way, but Dominique, I started it about a week ago. Yeah. Dominique goes, if you don't want to write it down, yeah. just take a picture of it. Yeah. Well, and and that do- was like, oh. Document it. And uh. so you see what your priorities are. And you do that with your, I mean, as a business owner, I have to do that too. And so, but it's really helpful because then it's, and kids can do that too, right? Is this important to me? How much is, what is my budget? Yeah. And it's. Yeah. And handwriting it down, it affects your brain. You're actually really experiencing, wow, that's a cost. 
I hold off on some of my other costs because I'm going to save up the money for it. Exactly. And you were talking about the food diary, the the emotions, mm-hmm. right? There's money is an exchange and it's neutral. I'm not writing have... down chocolate cake. <laughs> you can draw a picture of it. I take a picture of it. It scares <laughs> but, but it's those emotions that fuel. They're the low, you know, the emotions. The, the money itself is neutral. The exchange is neutral. But it's all the beliefs, right? The beliefs we grew up with, right? Yeah. Um, money doesn't grow on trees. All that kind of stuff that we carry with us. So practicing with kids to get them responsible and also comfortable with the exchange. And what I've been told, and I think you told me this too, both of you said that there needs to be some sort of exchange of that energy. So if it's not money, it could be Something else, some sort of chocolate cake. Chocolate cake. Chocolate cake. <laughs> the vegan. Dude, chocolate vegan Eric is good at bartering. I like chocolate. And then what I do, I edit my picture and I put a little emoji over the chocolate cake so you can't say I ate it and it's got a happy face. <laughs> <laughs> and then you write a song about it. There you go. Everything in moderation. It's Why? not bad. Okay, you're a runner, Shosh. <laughs> I know, but I... I hate, I, I hate getting uh, stuff from runners. I know, but you know what? I, I love... Take a walk. Ice cream. In moderation. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I love ice cream. That is mm-hmm. my vice. Yeah. And now my dog loves ice cream. <laughs> and when I have it, she'll just sit and stare at me. Does she have it. her own spoon or you share? Tell the you truth. You know what? Tell the truth. So <laughs> I, I buy because she, she can't have the chocolate. So I, oh. she actually has a little pint of vanilla in the freezer. Oh. And we have these little steel like. Um, condiment cups so yeah. when I do mine I yeah. put a, a little scoop of vanilla in that so then when I'm done eating she gets the, her little yeah. I do yes I do that yeah. she only has one eye now I and, know I saw I follow and you she's I adorable uh, we gotta go <laughs> we, we've got one more section we'll be back with more after these messages This is the Santa Barbara Teen Sports Radio Show. I'm your host, Erica Salda, the Queen of Teen. Please tune in every single Tuesday. Well, we have about four minutes. I'm going to just give the uh, mic over to Richard. <laughs> All right, you threw me there. You, look, you were looking everywhere else but me. See, it's a no-look pass. No-look pass, Richard. Uh, we passed each other this morning. We saw each other. We did. Nice. So I was like, when have you been? He's like, I don't know. Maybe I'll go today. Yeah. Like, I'm going today. Oh, I love that. I love when he walked in. I was so happy. Mm. I still have your oh, bowl. Oh, glad. I still have your bowl. Oh, you, know, okay. you gave me a bowl when we went, with, uh, when we went to dinner it's together. It's probably Dell's bowl. But yeah, it's yeah. Dell's. Oh, it is. You made it, you made it like it was your bowl. A okay, might have been. I, I don't really? remember. Yeah, so when, when I see her, I just want you to know I still haven't returned it. It's such a beautiful bowl. Okay. But I am going to return it. Okay. Because right now it's got salad in it in my refrigerator. Mm-hmm. I've okay? forgotten about but it, when so you, you re- could have kept it for uh, all no, I no, knew, no. you know? My name is the I Always Pay. <laughs> when I you return pay. it, it has to have a piece of chocolate cake yeah, in it. Exactly. Right. Vegan. Oh, there, there you go. There okay. You go. Definitely. KM, <laughs> you want to close up? You want to say so oh, a few things? Oh, well, that was quick. I was going to say it. Well, right here at the end, okay. um, perhaps we can delve into the metaphysical a little bit, because a lot of the things that we've talked about today, I can see um, people being able to attract certain things into our lives or prevent certain things that we don't want coming into our lives by setting intentions. 
And, um, you know, especially with things like money or getting sick, you know, mm -hmm. or getting into the right college. You know, mm -hmm. I intend to get into this. Mm -hmm. I intend to get into this school. Mm -hmm. And every single time a doubt comes into your mind, rewrite that doubt, mm -hmm. you know, and, and, you know, have the strict mental diet of, of the thoughts that are going through your I brain. I love this. And it's really fun. The doubts are just contrast. It's just yes, providing information. Yes, it's just contrast. It's, yeah. yes. You don't have to dwell on it. It's like, oh, that's it, interesting, but I like this. Yeah. Look, and it doesn't even have to be strict. It can be imaginative because it's about getting into the feelings of what you want to yeah. feel. I want to feel abundant, right? So yeah. I'm going to buy strawberries and blueberries and I'm going to put them on my ice cream and have chocolate cake, right? There's abundance. <laughs> so it, it using your imagination and being playful and creative Absolutely. about that really plays a part because sometimes when we're strict, we restrict ourselves. Absolutely. And so being open and exploring the feelings of joy and bliss that come yeah. from whatever it is Absolutely. that you're wanting to create. Imagine yourself in the perfect college for you, right? Absolutely. What would that experience be? What, what would, would it feel, it feel like? Yeah. like to be there? Yeah, write, so, write it down. You yeah. know, get in the habit, you know, before you go to bed or when you wake up in the morning, write down what yeah. it is that you want to see and do it every single morning get it in your subconscious yep. it's, it's what's in here yep. in the subconscious not what's going on in our conscious mind it's what's in our subconscious that is going to project out and, yeah, and it did, will what did Jung, Jung, Carl Jung said um, if you want to know what's what's making you do the things that you're doing in your life, look at what's going on unconscious. The unconscious is going to drive you until Absolutely. you make it conscious. And you can and write those down in their, the planner. That's right. There you, go. you can write oh, them yeah. down. Take a picture of it. Yes. Yeah. Next to the chocolate cake. Yes. <laughs> and the, hey. other, the other important part of this is to revalue ourselves. If we, mm -hmm. if we revalue ourselves and think, I'm good enough to get into this school. I, yes. I deserve to get into this yes. school. I deserve I'm to worthy. be 100% healthy. Yes. You know, if we revalue ourselves, everyone around us and everything is going to confirm that change. And that power of the the power of the voice as you're saying it, because you might first say it from doubt, but then as you say it more and more, you embody the voice embodies the energy of the vibration that you're wanting to create. The body's that's listening. Really powerful. It's listening yeah. to you. And surround yourself by the people who are going to reinforce that message. Yes, absolutely. Santa Barbara, set your intentions today to make it happen. God bless. See you next week.